It doesn't make any sense. The reptites went extinct shortly after Lavos arrived here on Earth. Even if they survived, how could we keep running into them? Maybe in this timeline, Azala and the reptites had a, what is the expression, change of heart. Oh, if only you had a heart. Maybe Robo has a point. You know, 65 million years or so is a long time for the reptites to evolve and and change and um, peacefully coexist with the humans. No, wait. Or maybe they survived Lavos, but not the Ice Age and still want to kill all humans. Okay, okay, let's uh, let's take the kill all humans down a notch. Um, But I do like the Ice Age angle. Uh, just like on Earth. Well, our Earth, I mean, minus humans and dinosaurs together, I guess. But it's so strange. If that were the case, I'd expect to see reptites living in these time periods, or some creatures similar to them. But I haven't seen anyone like that. Have you? My sensors did not detect any reptile-like life forms during our visits. It's almost like we're being followed. Friends, I have calculated an approach vector for our next time-space anomaly. Fantastic! Where are we headed? Or when, I guess. Um, well, a long time ago, after the Ocean Palace had fallen, we went to visit Gaspar for the first time without Chrono. He said something that I don't think any of us understood. He said... In the Middle Ages, a woman's sheer determination brings a forest back to life. Luca, are you okay? Yes, absolutely. Nothing can stop the genius Luca. (laughs) Sorry I got distracted. We're heading to the Middle Ages. Error. Unable to calculate geographic coordinates. Uh, Robo? What does that mean? There's probably some dimensional interference. Robo, can you find us a place nearby? Calculating. 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 Affirmative. Locking onto new coordinates. How fun. A sandstorm. I think I can use the device to lock onto the anomaly. Bundle up and follow me. It's it's blowing up so much dust, I can barely see. We're getting close, just a little further. I think, yeah, I can see some sort of residence, just barely. I, I can't, I, I can't breathe. What? I, I, I can't <laughs> breathe. Too much. <laughs> Who are you? Oh no. Is he okay? Quick, let's get him inside. Oh, are you okay? Oh, oh. what happened? <laughs> oh, you're alive. Thank goodness. I was worried we wouldn't be able to get you into the house in time. T, we're so worried about you. Fuck, this food is good. It's been so long. Too much dust made it hard for you to breathe and you passed out. 
Where are we? Our new friend Fiona has shown us kindness and has provided shelter for us here in their home. <laughs> You're a peculiar bunch for sure, but I can't let someone suffer out there, especially with all the hungry monsters lurking about. Though, I can't imagine you'd have much of a problem, Mr. Knight. Oh, he's not a knight. These dust storms have gotten a lot worse ever since the Mystic War. Many trees were destroyed in the war with Magus's army. My husband Marco still hasn't returned from that war, and the woods here meant a lot to us. I wanted to guard the woods until he returns, but I can't. I try to maintain the forest by replanting trees, but they all die. And the desert monsters are draining the life out of the soil. Fiona, do you mind if we have a moment? Oh, of course. I need to clean up from dinner anyhow. Luca, is this what we're here for? The forest, I mean? Yes. Luca, that's impressive. Did you get that while we were in Zeal? No. The last time we visited Zeal, there was this woman who was crying, hiding in a corner. She said that the queen had ordered her to burn this sapling that she had received from the Guru of Life. She said, it's a magical sapling with powers to cure the environment. I, I can't decide if I should burn it or plant it against the queen's wishes. I didn't know what to do at the time. I didn't understand what it meant. All I saw was this woman in pain, and I wanted to help her. Without thinking, I asked her if I could take it. I just blurted it out. She laughed at me and smiled. I said that maybe if I took it, then she wouldn't have to worry about disappointing the queen or the guru of life. She looked relieved and gave it to me. It wasn't until today that I realized what this meant. What all of it meant. I didn't realize what it was for. Here, Fiona. This is for you. Oh? What is this? It is a special sapling capable of withstanding the harsh terrain of this desert. Oh! Oh, thank you! The seedling could maybe revive the forest. But I couldn't plant it. The monsters, they just devour it like the others. Please, try. Plant it. See what grows. The worst that can happen is nothing, right? Yes, you're right. Thank you, Luca. Oh, it's getting late. Though, you're welcome to stay the night. Oh my god, we would love that. (laughs) Thank you so much for your kindness, Fiona. Oh, what a day. Wait, Fiona's right, isn't she? Not enough to just plant the sapling. Won't Red Knight... Melfix? Whatever its name is. Won't it stop the seed from growing into the forest? Maybe. But sometimes we just need to keep trying and get a little help. I think things might turn out for Fiona. 
come on in, we still got more stops to make. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Zeal Archives, covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today, as we dig into the archives, we're talking about one of the most iconic, but also one of the most missable side quests in Chrono Trigger. We're going to be talking about Fiona's side quest, aka The Green Dream. With me to do that is my good friend, Nick G. Hi, everybody. And the thing I want to start this off with, G, is why is the side quest just so miserably hard? It's weird... Like, like it is very hard. It's probably one of the harder side quests with not that much tangible benefit. It's, it's always felt to me like you have to work to get this little extra bit of story that doesn't seem to tie in closely to anything else in the game. It's kind of like you, you have to earn this extra peek into like another layer of what this game could have been. Yeah, because like we, we do the race against time every year. We play through the game lots of different times, both as part of that and separately. And we pretty much just cruise through the entire game, maybe with a little bit of difficulty of, with Magus and maybe with a little difficulty the first time around with Lavos. But we always, always run into the sunken desert and just, just, it just grinds. I mean, it's difficult to even get in there. Like you slip it around, you have to you have to basically do almost every fight to like even make it through. And those guys aren't super easy to beat. Like you're not gonna you're probably not gonna die if you're if you're doing the side quest, but like it takes a lot of time to even get in there. Yeah, well at this point it's ingrained in my brain how to get there, right? Like obviously when you're in Zeal you talk to that one lady, or if you miss that, you talk to her in the commons, the the lady in Zeal near the um the energy font or whatever, and you're like, Oh, should I should I burn this this thing that the guru of life gave me? Should I do that? The queen told me to do it. And you can either say, heck yeah, or, or no, don't, don't do that. And I know that you got to tell her that. And if you do that, a whole bunch of stuff gets set up. The sunken desert opens up way earlier than any other side quest in the game. Uh, and you can go there and you will absolutely get wrecked. Yeah. But, but then as you said, yeah, you get in there and there's all these enemies and they're super hard. The, the boss in there even harder <laughs> the, the boss is always i'm like oh there's a trick here there's a trick to this boss what is it oh well i guess i'll find out in the middle of the battle <laughs> right like talking a little bit about the enemies in this area um i looked up their names uh there's hexapods or vile pillars depending on the version of the game and at this point you're pro- like if you are doing this at the end of the game after the ocean palace falls or even maybe earlier they're not terrible but they do have this attack that reduces you to one hp that sucks one of the other enemies has an attack, uh, a counter that inflicts lock, a status which only comes up in a few situations, and it always sucks. Is that the rubble ability? Yeah, well, that's uh, that's Omni Lock. That um, okay, so that's a more powerful version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, these these enemies can do lock, uh, which you might have gear that counters it, but probably not. Also, they're they're all resistant to like fire and lightning. Huh. So like, just just deal with that. Um, and then you then you face Red Knight, the, the big boss in this area. And I was reading about the strategy for it. And I'm like, how do we ever beat this boss? Because you're right, there's a trick to it. Everything in this area is teaching you that you need to use water magic. So you better like Frog, or you better like using Magus's water text or Marl, because you need, you need at least one of them. Yeah, but it doesn't do any damage, right? No, that's the confusing part. You do water to weaken it, but it doesn't actually do any damage. 
Yeah. I found this really cool book called Reverse Design, and it talks about video games from a game design perspective. And it breaks Chrono Trigger into two sections, the comedy or the tragedy of the entity and the comedy of the sages. And it it's like, hmm. the short version is like, the, the tragedy is everything sucks. You can't change history. It's linear. And the comedy is you can change lots of things. And, uh, it's it's nonlinear. That's all, all the side quests. This is like the demarcation point. This is a good demarcation point for that. Hmm. But it also talks about this idea of like the game teaches you with these different kinds of bosses. You know, first you face off a, a boss that's multiple parts. Uh, you face off against bosses that have this pattern of little chipping attacks away at you, followed by big attacks and enemies that have this triggered vulnerability. And we've seen all of that in this up to this point. You know, the dragon part has three parts. The dragon tank has three parts. Yeah, there are um, enemies that like build up the black black Tyrano does that. Yeah, it's it's like nothing, 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 nothing. Hope you better be ready for this. Like many SNES games of its ilk, uh, RPGs rather, Chrono Trigger does a lot of like like palette swap type enemies. Yeah, of course. But when it's a boss, you feel it's significant. So when you basically see Zombor, you're like, (laughs) oh, I remember how to beat this guy. (laughs) And it's not that at all. Nope. And like, it's, it's worse than that from there. Like you use, you're supposed to use water. You're like, okay, I can remember that. It's like, great, 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 great. But if the core is last, it'll run away. And you're like, okay, so kill the core, kill the core first and use water. Okay. Um, but like you said, it doesn't do, deal damage. It just lowers its defense. But then when you do that, it's attack goes up. You're like, okay, okay. So the core attack goes up, the defense goes down. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it just gets worse from there. It's just so, so much harder. In that book I was reading, it's like, oh, this is a a level check or an ability check. It's to determine if you can proceed further in the game, if you can, if you're at the right, if you have the right set of skills to advance. I like kind of agree with that, but also we have had no problems with any other part of the game except literally this boss. (laughs) I feel like the game almost has a, I bet you're not using water a lot right now. And it's not going to do any damage, but you do need it for this fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, the benefit, I guess, is that anybody who casts water magic is also got some healing magic. That's except for, except for Magus. I guess. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was the other bit. I forgot. They're also immune to um, magic damage. They they only take physical damage. So you have to cast mag- water magic and then deal physical damage. It's very specific. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of hoops to get through. Yeah. So, so like, you got to remember to get there. You got to go in there. You got to face all these jerky enemies. You got to face this jerky boss. It's a one-shot dungeon, a thing I often forget. There's items that you can collect. If you don't collect them, they're gone. That's too bad. Uh, is there anything good? Uh, there's some lapises. There's some full ethers. Uh, okay. I think the Aeon suit is pretty good. Okay. So some not bad stuff. Um, yeah, you can get Aeon helm. Uh, I think the memory cap is okay, but usually you get, like, a, the prism helms, so who cares? I feel like I'm rocking prism gear by the time I come over to the second desert. Usually. Yeah. When we're playing, we're doing we're, the race at least, yeah. Yeah, we're usually like do a bunch of side quests and then face off against this guy. Yeah. And like without tipping the hand about the cool part about the side quest, because it it really is super cool and it just makes it very weird. You also get, you know, this, this side quest gives you the green dream. Yeah. Something that has immense... What is it? What's this quote from The Simpsons? Like, he's got the violin. It's like, it uh, doesn't have much practical value, but the sentimental value is true to roof. Yeah, that's, that's the green dream. Yeah. Um, I found out that there's some mechanics to how much HP it brings you back at, but like, does that really matter? Oh, interesting. 
Hmm. Like it, it'll heal you for five times your magic stat, which is probably not something you care about because you're still almost dead when you're brought back from the dead. But it's it's like a, a life to it will give you yeah. one auto revive. Is there is there a, a, a magic that does this? I oh, actually, life two brings you back to life at full. The other thing that does this is lifeline. Oh, that's what I'm thinking about. Yes, lifeline, the triple tech that is yeah. uh, Robo, Marl, and Chrono. Oh, yeah, that never gets used. We never use that. We used it last time. Yeah, we used it last time because of the, the thing. Yeah. So you get the, the green dream, which is really cool in the context of the plot, but also not maybe not so great in the context of the dungeon. Doesn't negate the, the really rough time you have getting there. No, and it, yeah, and it doesn't, it's not like, oh, the creature dropped this or the creature was fused into this. That creature is very unrelated to the rest of what happens. Yeah. So let's take a little detour. I I I'm feel like I'm crapping all over this side quest. Let's talk about it a bit more fully. G, what do you remember about doing this? Okay. I think I remember not doing it for the first many times I played this game. Yep, that makes sense. It's it's very very secret. I th- I feel like I first noticed it or an aspect of it when I played a new game plus that was somebody else's save file. And I saw this very verdant area where there was normally nothing on the map. And I'm like, huh, I wonder how that happens. Oh, well. And then it was probably once I started um, playing the game and like looking stuff up online that I actually did this. I don't have memories of doing this before the race against time, if I'm quite honest. Or at least I feel like we would play Corona Trigger together a couple of times before we ever streamed it. And maybe it was then that I remember doing it with some regularity. Yeah, in early early days, I, I never did it, and I don't remember how I would have figured out how to beat it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. But my other memory of it is like, yeah, we can now buy a bunch of hats that we don't need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm totally there with you. I don't remember the first time I went through this. I'm pretty sure the race against time has erased any other possible <laughs> memory of the game. Like, it's just it's a VHS tape. It has been dubbed over repeatedly, and now. The most recent memory wins. I, I will never remember how that went. I'm pretty sure because of how I play games and what I remember of myself as a child, that anytime I was playing any sort of a game, I was like, got to go to GameFAQs, got to find out all the secrets, got to find all the cool stuff that you can't normally do, the cheats and all that kind of stuff. So I probably read about a cheat, which is what it would have been called, even though it's not, it's just a secret that like, yeah, you do this stuff and then you can go do this side quest. Um, so that's probably what I did. But do I remember anything about that? Absolutely not. What I do remember, and this I have some clarity on, is we talked about how you get to the sunken desert. We didn't talk about why that matters. And that is that the lady in zeal has a seed given. It's very important because it's from the guru of life. And the guru of life is is important. It has the power to maybe even bring back a forest. And that's what Fiona wants. And that's why you clear out the monsters from the sunken desert. When you do that, you go on an even longer quest, which finally uses time travel. Yes. Because if you have Robo in your party, he will stick around and he'll be like, hey, I got nothing to do for a couple hundred years. I can look after this forest for you. And you see on the map Robo introducing very advanced uh, agricultural technology, (laughs) (laughs) which no one around has probably seen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Is that a robot? It's like, what's a robot? He like turns to a combine at one point. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, and you do that, 
And then you come back a hundred years later because you know how time travel works at this point. There's a there's a temple. You bring Robo back. He's just like, oh hey friends, how long's it been? Like I don't know, five minutes. I'm a robot. What do I know about time? <laughs> They're like, no Robo, it's been four hundred years. Yeah. And then if that wasn't enough, the game is like, okay, let's let's drop the most iconic scene. You know, if you look up fan art online, if you look up uh, actually concept art for the game, you look up when people are like, oh, this is Chrono Trigger. There's two scenes that you'll see or three scenes one is with lavos one is uh, everyone standing on top of the ebok and the other one is everybody around this campfire i can't imagine growing up playing this game but now i would have seen stills of the scene way before i ever got it in the game yeah you might not ever have done that yeah sorry this this was building up to the thing that i remember so you do this uh and it turns they have this deep philosophical conversation everyone goes to sleep luca finds a red gate which is already like what the heck and then it turns out that you can go back. You've got a once in a lifetime shot and you can go back and save Luca's mother from becoming a paraplegic. And I definitely did not save her because I was not competent enough to press the buttons in the right order. This is the only time in the game where I am sweating bullets. <laughs> it's four button presses. This is like, shh, everybody, shh, everybody, shh, turn up, turn up the volume, turn up the volume, turn up the volume. Okay, L. A, and so on. I'm like, oh, but th- th- there's also a timer. You can't just mash the buttons. It can't just be like, boop, 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 done. No, it's it's a very intense moment in both the game and the gameplay, even though it's not complex. Uh, kind of like slipping into the other thing I, I had in my notes. It's like, why do, you, why do you think they did the side quest? Like, it doesn't make any sense. As I said, the campfire scene was in the concept art, so it was important, but it's buried. Laura is Luca's mother and an important character to Luca, but we've built up like nothing with that relationship. Heck, you don't even know that she's a paraplegic. Nope, no, I had no idea. I dug and I was like, wait, does the game actually like reveal anything? Do you see in her a wheelchair or a mobility device? It's like, nope, she's just always sitting. That doesn't tell you anything. The only thing is her attitude's like, hey, do you want to go outside or come have dinner or something like that? And she's like, no, I'll stay here. And that's kind of it. That's all I remember. And in addition to that, the campfire is like one of two places that anyone in the game mentions the entity. Oh, the entity. <laughs> Which is a thing I was like, do we want to talk about this episode? And I'm like, I don't know if there's enough here yet. So we'll come back to that. Yeah, okay. But it's like, it's mentioned in one ending and it's mentioned, Robo's like, I wonder if some entity is controlling the gates. And it's like, that's it. That's, that's the only time it's mentioned. I mean, and then cue a gate. Yeah, a, a suspicious red gate. <laughs> yeah. The entity's got ears, it seems like. But yeah, it's 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 oh, it's that thing seldom seen in RPGs, but more so now probably. But it's like everyone on the team shooting the shit is all it is. It's like, hey, we've you know we've been in some pretty intense moments so far. Let's let's take a minute and just kind of let it all out and kind of contemplate, which is so cool to see and almost a shame that it is in this side quest that is a lot of people are likely to not do. And now that you mentioned it, I'm like, I haven't played that many JRPGs like moving forward in time or even watched that many. But I remember either my brother or watching a, a playthrough of Final Fantasy X-2. And I think the game does the whole uh, meteor. I, I might just be messing up memories, but either the game starts off or returns to at some point this moment where everybody's just around a campfire and relaxing because they're going up for the final battle or what is perceived to be that final battle and that's probably very common nowadays but for chrono trigger that was just like oh hey should we do this yeah let's do this let's chill let's think about 
what it means to be facing Lavos and why we're doing this instead of just mindlessly killing whatever we can see. Yeah, because all they normally do is just discover things and then fight things. I mean, you don't you don't have a choice. You always have to fight because there's no way to flee. Yeah, or like negotiate. Yeah, it's like, what if we didn't fight? No, I'm sorry. We're going to fight this this human bone monstrosity. Yeah, hopefully they don't make a live action version. I don't want to see what most of these things look like. Oh, God, no. No. Uh, the side quest kind of encapsulates what makes Chrono Trigger both strange and great. Like, it's it's incredibly well executed, but it just leaves you asking so many questions. Something that I found out is in the pre-release, the part with Luca and Lara was always there. This isn't something they they dropped in. Oh. Like, there was concept art, so I'm assuming they were always going to do that campfire scene. But the part with Lara and Luca in particular, because as I said, there's no, nothing in the game that seems to indicate too much about Lara and her situation. But in the pre-release, um, there's a some dialogue from the end of time. The old man says, that gate over there shouldn't be entered, especially by kids like you. And Luca says, where in the world does this gate go? And he says, I told you, you shouldn't enter. The best option isn't always limited to changing the past. Rather than regretting the past, you should hold your current self dear. And what was really cool, um, I'll link to this in the show notes. It was a gate that looked like, uh, you know, when you're at the end of the time, and there's the fence and then there's just a void of yeah, nothing. Yeah. The gate was on the other side of the fence. It was just yeah. glowing there in a void. And I don't know, like oh. it's a pre-release, so maybe they just didn't finish it. But like this idea that you might have to like, it's like, what's that thing over there? Tell me what it does. How do I get there? Oh man, that is, that is some high class carrot dangling. And I mean, making things more interesting, much like we, we've talked about how Chrono was not supposed to survive. He was supposed to be dead and that was supposed to have an impact. I mean, it does, but like you can also bring him back. Yeah. Uh, in the pre-release, there was no text option to save Luca's mother. In in the version that we have played, doesn't seem to matter what happens. Luca's always like, well, I should be an inventor so that either this doesn't happen or so that I can get better at it. But in the pre-release, the dialogue was 10 years ago, back when I didn't know anything about mechanics. And then it's just, her mom says, somebody stop. And this, this I thought was really cool. Tabin or Tabin. I don't know how we say his name. Instead of uh, there being a note to yourself that says the password is whatever. Tabin says, Luca, put in passcode 366 and pull the lever. Well, guess what? Does your gamepad have a three on it? Because mine doesn't. Oh my God. Uh, Can you imagine playing that? Man, I would, I would be convinced that you could do it. I just did it wrong. If that were the case, just talk to your cousin from Nintendo. Yeah. You know what? Uh, probably when I was younger, I would like, I would have preferred that version. I would like, that's so cool. It shows how time, like you shouldn't be messing with time travel because it can have horrible consequences and it just, you're doomed to repeat the past if you don't learn personal lessons. But now I'm like, I got to save her. <laughs> and that's why, you, that's why you got to beat Red Knight because it would break your heart not to on subsequent plays. If you let her not get saved once, you never will again if you play that game multiple of times. Okay. Nope. All right, so where is our next stop? Approach factor calculated. Uploading coordinates. Holy shit, that was fast this time. What? Is this the same place? But, but but so much has changed. I mean, uh, look at all the, the foliage, the leaves, the birds. It's decades later, but yes, 
Even I'm impressed. We didn't do anything. We just gave Fiona that sapling. There were still monsters to deal with and a lot of planting to do. That's true. But it looks like Fiona just had to plant the seed. Once she did that, a few more of her trees started to survive. And eventually folks from Pore and Dorino chipped in to help too. Eventually the monsters came back, but it was at that point that the me in this universe also came by to stop the monsters once and for all. It's like I was saying, small changes can have a big impact. Oh, and it didn't hurt that Robo also volunteered to stay here, motivated to see Fiona's dreams come true. Error. I am unable to understand. Is this what humans refer to as a paradox? No, Robo. It's a different version of you. Quick question with regard to paradoxes. Uh, if our Robo touches the other Robo, will it or will it not destroy the universe? Inquiring minds want to know. Oh dear. There's a lot to explain. Just yes or no is fine for now. Then no. We're here to fix Robo. Oh, thank goodness. I'm going to be honest here. I'm having a hard time keeping up with all this space-time travel. I am not malfunctioning. Other Robo. Robo. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Is that Nisbal? Nisbid the third, actually. Although, I don't believe we've met. Ah, the apes have arrived. Hmm... You're nothing like Isla. I know we hadn't landed on the whole is it or is it not Azala thing from previously, but I'm pretty sure that it's her this time. Well, well, out for a little stroll, are we? Azala, what do you want? Why are you here? The showdown. Today there shall be a conclusion. Will it be the reptites or you silly apes who end up ruling the world? What are you talking about? We don't want to fight you. Hold it. This is a special place. Even these primates hold a special reverence for the Earth. What? We shall not fight today, as you have requested. But remember, we reptites will rule the world. Your days are numbered, filthy apes. <laughs> Come, Nisbal. What the fuck was that? On a weirdest scale of one to ten, based on what we've seen so far, I'd put that out of six. Mm, okay, whatever. Let's just fix Robo so that we can move on. Detecting the presence of another R66Y unit. Hello, friend Robo. What are you doing? You are not effective. Please consult your temporal paradox programming. You have got to be kidding. Accessing. Acknowledge. Thank you for your assistance, Robo. Records of this encounter will be removed from memory. How the f***? F- Gee, are you okay? You've been acting weirder than normal since we left Seal. 
I'm okay. It's just a lot, okay? Still adjusting to the new normal here. Azala coming back. Last time we saw her, she said something about the truth. I... I don't understand it all. Sorry, what was that? I don't remember. It was... It was really cryptic, like... Ooh, don't you want to seek the truth? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, that's definitely weird. Yeah, I think it might just be Zala being a Zala. Hey, do you ever think about how things might have turned out differently? Hmm. What do you mean? Um, you know, like anything. Take one small thing in the past and it ripples forward, changing all of history. Do you ever think of moments like that? I try not to. It really seems like so many things could change. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I mean, a little change in the past might mean humans might not even be here. Or we might have magic. Can you believe that we went to Zeal? We didn't even get to learn magic? Ugh, I know, right? The Zeal Archives is a NixCast production. If you have questions, comments, or criticisms, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter, both at the NixCast. Special thanks go out to our voice actors this episode, Amanda Whitney in the role of Azala and Fiona, Nick G in the role of his fictional self and discussion host, Nick T in the role of his fictional self, Robo, and discussion host, Patrick Tricky Love Moylan in the role of Nisbel III, and SM Zelda Rules in the role of Luca Ashtier. If you want to learn more about the voice actors or topics covered in this episode, check out the show notes in your podcatcher of choice or at the source zealarchives.com. Before we wrap up today's episode, we have not one, but two special announcements. One from the crew of the Zeal Archives itself, and another from our friends over at the live stream for The Cure. All right, y'all. What anomaly are we visiting this time? I'm locking in the coordinates now. It appears to be a race against time. On August 14th and 15th, join the NixCast family and a variety of guests for a 24-hour marathon to beat all 13 of Chrono Trigger's endings and raise money for Trans Lifeline. Trans Lifeline is a grassroots hotline and microgrants nonprofit that offers direct emotional and financial support to trans people in crisis. Donations like yours have helped Trans Lifeline to answer over 100,000 calls from folks in crisis and disperse almost $750,000 through its microgrants program. Our goal this year is to raise $2,400 as we complete challenges, give away prizes, and have a good time for a good cause. To learn more about the event, visit raceagainsttime.io or donate today at raceagainsttime.io slash donate. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the fifth annual live stream for The Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the live stream for The Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. <laughs>